Good morning. This is the Daily Wrestling News for March 8th, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minnesota Bell Times Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. And I'm joined by Coastal Championship Wrestling's Neilio Cuomo Costa. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Ah, there we go. Actually, good morning officially right now, brother. There How you are go. you? How are you this morning? Did you have a great weekend? Did you go to any oh. awesome wrestling shows on Saturday night? Oh, my God. Yes. Wrestling was like crazy. Um, Bash at the Brew Volume 2 down in, in Hialeah, about two hours from me. Wow. Um, but it is well worth the drive because You're a trooper. that crowd is lit from the moment uh, even before the show starts. <laughs> no, literally lit. Number one, literally lit. I mean, everybody's drunk, which is awesome. It's a brewery. <laughs> But uh, also one of the most responsive, amazing crowds like ever. Hialeah is like Hialeah is popping. It's going through this renaissance right now. So we're happy to be at the forefront of that. I'll tell you, it was it was so interesting because yes, I mean, as soon as like Tiffany picks up a microphone to announce like anything, the crowd is so responsive and chants her name. So it's like yeah. Yeah, it's it's um it's crazy how quickly that show has become like insane. It's our second one. We have our third one, April third, and um, I think it's going to be another big one because um, the Cha Cha Juggernauts were were given an automatic re rematch, uh, but but uh, uh, number one, uh, the South American Alliance might not be the uh, CCW Tag Champions by then, and number two. Um, uh, Vince Steele's unavailable on the uh, April third. He's defending uh, the his he's the state of West Virginia's heavyweight champion. So we're gonna see how that comes out. But it's gonna be awesome, Bash of the Brew three. But it was just like we I can't even think about Bash of the Brew three because Bash of the Brew two. I'm still like in this hangover uh, mm -hmm. of just like what an awesome show it was. Yeah, I mean, I want to say one other thing about this crowd too because I go with my wife to all all different kinds of wrestling shows. Right, I always have and. You know, it doesn't matter whether we're at Ring of Honor or at a WWE show or whatever. There's always some jerk, like two or three people away from her, right? Right. And she has said about this crowd that is so hot and so uh, interactive at Bash at the Brew, compliments to them because nobody has ticked her off in two great. shows, you know? Hey, but that's probably pure luck. I mean, obviously, they're, <laughs> I'm sure they're a great crowd. But when you have like, uh, it was like 200 and, 240 uh, um, um you know, inebriated people eating sure. barbecue and drinking beer. Uh, you, you tend to get a couple crazies, but no, uh, we didn't have any problems. We didn't have to kick anybody out for, for no, at least nobody told me uh, yeah. uh, that we had to kick anybody out, but it's crazy because um, it feels like that East, old, old ECW crowd. It's like, like, you know, uh, Bruce Owens, who's been in the business for 40 years, um, referee, uh, uh, um, he told me it's lightning in a bottle. So if he says that it's gotta be something special. So, you Absolutely. know, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm happy that nobody, you know, is a crazy drunken idiot. <laughs> I, I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up this photo cause I, I don't know if everybody that's watching has seen everybody, but I got this photo of Agni. Okay. Yeah. And at bash at the brew one, I'm leaving and he's, he's standing there towards the exit and his eyes linger on me for a second and you get a cold chill, right? So as like weird as it is to walk by agony, then you had this guy walking around at the show. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we have uh there you know, agony has some stuff brewing. Uh we have some stuff brewing. Um, you know, with uh, the Enigma Haunt uh, uh, team, we have some really cool stuff coming. Uh, man, it's it's early for me to announce because I have a million things to announce. But yeah, you'll be seeing some uh, haunts and stuff at the show. 
you know, but it was pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, uh, I heard that the couple of guys had to go to the locker room early because there was a couple of girls having a, an anxiety attack. We don't want anybody like uh, a couple of younger girls like freaking out. Um, uh, but we, you know, we don't want anybody to freak out, but you know, it's a nice to have that little, you know, uh, element of, uh, uh, a little bit of fear and horror, and uh, that's going to be paying off pretty soon. You're going to see some cool stuff with all, all of that, but it's interactive because it, it helps the crowd. Like the crowd is, they don't know, like, is that the wrestlers or are these just a bunch of crazy guys showing up? It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so bash at the brew, you have all the, the great beer from unbranded. You yeah. have, um, Barbecue. I'm a big fan of the uh, Hylia Light, but they made a special brew for us it's called Double Choke Slam. It's awesome. It's a little, it's a strong beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's delicious. You know, yeah, I'm not actually a beer guy. I, I'm a big Cabernet guy. Uh, I'm, I'm a red wine guy. But that being said, I mean, when you're there, I, I drink about 10 Hylia Lights, which is delicious. Their own brew. But this Double Choke Slam that they created is awesome. You can actually buy that in a bunch of stores down in South Florida. I'm sorry. I, I'm always... I'm always shilling for somebody, Ryan. I'm always just pitching. No, oh, they no, go ahead. Sorry. I took Unbranded Brewing Company is awesome. I know what it's like to take a double choke slam now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also have Lucha Donuts there, which is mm-hmm. kind of a nice tradition for us. As we walk out, we grab a box of donuts to have for breakfast the next morning. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, um, they're awesome. Like the the owner and his his wife or his girlfriend are like so nice. And um, we met them at Unbranded Brewing Company. They're at all our shows at Brewing the Brewing Company. I want to bring them up, but I just I don't want to steal them. <laughs> it's awesome donuts. Uh, um, yeah, it's awesome. It's really awesome. And, and the best part is it's a it's a small company. Um, it's a young guy, and uh, it's cool to see like. You know, I'm I'm not an, I'm not an ancient guy. You know, I I run a lot of businesses, so it's cool to see like someone who's young, who uh, is getting you know a cool branding and delicious donuts. So it's cool. And the same thing with a uh, Lance at Unbranded. Like, I don't know, he can't be older older than me. He's probably around the same age as me, and he runs like a multi million dollar huge brewery in Hialeah. So it's kind of cool to work with young people. You know, no ageism here. You know, no no offense, but to any older people listening at home. But it's cool. Like uh, these people are young. And, and want to grow. So that's, you know, Lucha dough is awesome. I put them over anytime. I, I don't eat carbs. Um, Cause if I did, I'd be in way worse shape than I am right now. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I took a big bite of a marshmallowy one with chocolate on it. Um, Jackal. He, he, after the show, he's like, you got it. You got to eat this. It's like a huge bite of it. I want to eat the whole thing, but it was delicious. Lucha dough. You check them out. And I think uh, they do pop-ups around South Florida. You guys got to check them out as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a, a donut experience for sure. Um, so I guess I had the question kind of like queued up because of it's bash at the brew and um, you know, you guys are there. If you could bottle CCW up into a, into a beer, what kind of beer would it be? And I, I mean, we got a double choke slam. So I we guess- already, yeah, we already did it, Ryan. I'm already, no, no. So uh, man, it's funny because um, you know, I, I used to, before COVID, I used to travel a lot. I used to, I used to uh, enjoy, uh, like Belgian beer and stuff like that. So I would I'd like a, I would like maybe a, uh, oh no, no, it's simple. It's the, uh, 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 the Brazilian Brahma. So, so the uh, beer in Brazil is called Brahma. So I have the Brazilian destroyer. So the Brazilian Brahma, the Brahma bull, it just, it's perfect. So it's actually, it's, forget what I said, Brazilian Brahma coming to you probably by 2023, as soon as we get our, our brewery license or, I'll take it to, to Unbranded Brewing because they'll brew it for me. The Brazilian Brahma uh, for Venetius. And then for uh, Cha-Cha Charlie, I would have to say something, you know, really light and fancy. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So you mentioned you mentioned the Brazilian destroyer Venetius. Um, I'm gonna transition here to the uh, St. Lucie Showdown. Yes, yes. We're I'm. You know, it's it's crazy. Um, we have three shows starting in about ten days. There's a ton of preparation to be done. March 18th is the Hardcore Cup, which is at the Boca Blocks Boca Black Box Theater, which is a joint promotion with Randy over there. And it's something that he's been begging me to do. And so I said, you know what? We're going to have the first annual Hardcore Cup. So I said, okay, that's no problem. And just so happened to have that Saturday, we are going to have our anniversary 17th show. So it's three shows in a row because Friday we said, look, we have these guys hanging out. (laughs) And uh, uh, we have matchups that I think will be awesome. So, you know, uh, uh, St. Lucie Showdown is born. And, uh, you know, we said, okay, Sandman's going to be wrestling in the cup. The cup is going to involve Alex Ocean, and it's going to involve Matthew Justice, Super Crazy, uh, C.W. Anderson. There it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, Romeo Cavedo, six of the baddest men in professional wrestling in a one-night tournament. Okay. Who else can we have Sandman wrestle? (laughs) And it was like, you know what? Uh, I would, you know, we know that Fonzie and Sandman have a lot of um, history. And so, you know, Sandman had already called out. Uh, the Brazilian giant, the Brazilian destroyer, Venetius, months ago. Um, and so it was a natural to let's make the match. So you're going to see that on Friday. And uh, it's going to be, yeah, there it is. My goodness, look at him. He's disgusting. The, the, the Venetius, uh, uh, Fonzie looks great as usual. And then Sandman looks great as usual as well. So that match is going to be awesome. I'm, I expect it to be carnage. So, uh, you know, expect uh, a lot of, you know, crazy stuff in, in St. Lucie. So, so let's go right. Let's go back to the hardcore cup because C.W. Anderson, Super Crazy, Sandman, Alex Ocean, Romeo, Matthew Justice, uh, all these people are are I think right on the flyer. Um, and you said it's a one night tournament. Is it is it a situation where it's going to be like a, cha- a one annual one night tournament, or is it? Like yes, a- this is an annual one night tournament. It's streaming. Um, it's available for purchase uh, nationally, internationally. Um, and it's a one, it's our first annual, so it's a one night tournament and we decided to make things a little bit different. So we have six men. So how could that be a tournament with six men? So it's, um, three singles matches, notice qualification, um, to start the night and then to end the night, it's a three way, uh, again, notice qualification, hardcore match, uh, winner of the three way hardcore match, um, is the first annual, uh, hardcore cup winner. Um, we decided, and I, hopefully this is an annual thing. Hopefully the ECW guys, um, live much longer um <laughs> to, <ball>. do, <laughs> to do three hardcore legends against three you know young bucks you know real young bucks um you know uh, uh, uh hardcore badass wrestlers you know like ocean like justice like romeo romeo it's funny he's not really a hardcore wrestler but he punches so hard <laughs> he hits so hard in the ring that it's like okay he, he you know every punch from him feels like a chair shot um and of course three originals cw anderson retired last year and um you know we we had him on the one of the last shows before covid uh we had him to come down and then when he retired it was like oh no he's um uh he's gone <laughs> you know yeah. we, we're not gonna be able to use him anymore and it was you know we wanted at least a goodbye and then he unretired <laughs> so uh we said hey you know this is uh, one of your first matches out of retirement i think was i think the first match out of retirement why don't we put you in a tournament in a, in a hardcore tournament and he loved it so that's going to be awesome. I'm a big C.W. Anderson uh, fan. I mean, he's that old school uh, thinking. And I felt like sometimes you have a hardcore tournament and you're going to see 
uh, uh, the same match over and over, but you're not because you have a mi- you have a mix of insane styles. You know, you have the insane luchador, super crazy. Um, you have Matthew Justice and like Justice and Ocean have a pretty similar style, mm-hmm. um, and then you have Romeo with a completely different style, super crazy, completely different style. C.W. Anderson a completely different style, and I don't even know how to explain Sandman's um, uh, style really. <laughs> so you have a really interesting matchup, and you know, I like I like to start traditions you know so you know this is something that you can be in the ground level and see the first one and and you know as you saw on uh, uh aew revolution sometimes it might be a train wreck <laughs> you know like sometimes live like professional wrestling pay-per-views might be crazy uh but we've made we have worked really hard and made this a really interesting thing you know because now that we're transitioning into um you know uh streaming live pay-per-views uh, you know, this is something that we want the first one, like uh, if, if you guys remember All Out or Double or Nothing probably is more um, accurate. You know, you want to come out with a bang. So we have a lot of interesting stuff, including um, the South American Alliance will be defending the tag. This is a, this is an exclusive, uh, Ryan. Okay. South American Alliance uh, will be defending the tag team titles now that we know that they won it on Saturday against Agony and Jackal, American Horror Story. Uh, on the Hardcore Cup. It's a non-hardcore match, but it is a tag team match. So you have Levy, you have Fonzie, you have the Brazilian um, uh, Destroyer versus Agony and, and Jackal. Agony and the Brazilian Destroyer have had problems for, it feels like, six months now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Brazilian Destroyer caused Agony to lose the CCW Heavyweight Championship. Uh, every point in time where they're even close together, um, you know, you, we need about 20, 20 officials in between them. Like when we have Fonzie in the locker room in his camp we can't have them anywhere near american horror story so that's going to be something that's going to be awesome so people should buy that that uh, pay-per-view for 15 dollars just for that match but on top of that roma will be defending her ccw women's uh, uh championship and we also have uh, a special match with the cha-cha juggernauts versus um uh, sebastian cage and manny ortiz uh, from new york so those are that's actually the full card now so the whole card is going to be awesome because you can't just be like okay hardcore match hardcore match hardcore match and then expect these guys after probably going through a war to walk right out and have a three-way yeah. match so we're gonna we're gonna buffer that with some really awesome matches uh and that's 15 dollars. and um i'll give you the link and and you can check the link uh i'll have everything out today it's already out there so uh i'll send that link out to you but then um um after that yeah, St. Lucie Showdown and Anniversary is going to be crazy too. So, it's like- so is this Hardcore Cup? Is that the first um, first ever pay per view live stream officially for CCW? The first ever live available um, uh, pay per view. You know, we were a company that was on the forefront of DVDs when DVDs were a thing. You know, there's a huge DVD library that I should probably put online and sell them because like there's some ma- crazy matches that. I don't know if people want to sit back and watch DVDs of even if it's like Dustin Rhodes versus like, you know, indie guys from Florida from 10 years ago. I mean, I don't know if people are going to watch that, but um, uh, we were a DVD selling company (laughs) for a long time. But now, you know, it's time to get into live streams. You know, uh, um, Dan uh, Ackerman, my my business partner, was always opposed because he felt like it hurts ticket sales. But I don't think it does at all. And I think we have a new national audience, especially with the live wrestling every Tuesday night that we want these things available for live. And, 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 you know, uh, uh, this one is $15, the hardcore cup. Cause it's a, uh, if you know the Boca black box theater, it's a very, I don't I'm just, I hate to say it, it's a premium experience, a premium experience. It's a very high end, uh, uh, theater. It's a very 
it's really nice. It has a Titantron, all that stuff. So it's a lot of work. But going forward, um, we've done our test runs with uh, our Bash of the Brew shows for our own um, uh, live event. Uh, we didn't stream them. We didn't sell them. You know, we just did tests. And uh, Saturday went without a hitch. The first show would have been a disaster had we uh, uh, live streamed it. We would have dropped our feed uh, a few times, which everybody hates. Um, we would have had some problems. But Saturday was a complete, you know, success. And Thursday, because the uh, Boca Bo uh, Black Box Theater, they offer um, streamed live events for the last, like, six years, five years, four years, wow. something like that. So you can, like, actually watch Andrew Dice Clay, if you're a Dice man, on a Friday, and you, you know, whatever and 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 you can actually buy the, his live show every every show so they've been doing it long enough to know that there won't be a hitch they have the servers they have what's needed so we decided to partner with them on the hardcore cup our first ever one but uh by summer glory which is uh june 12th in extreme action park which was announced yesterday oh, the machine man. there it is brian gage uh uh you watched him yesterday on aew revolution you watched him fall they said three stories i was freaking out is the man is he dead like <laughs> is he gonna make it to summer glory i'm just oh, kidding i, I texted him i texted him last night he He's only okay. fell one i think right because darby jumped from one up through cage I, sw I, I, sw I swear jim ross said like he just fell three stories pal <laughs> and i'm like when uh, uh, just a side note when Jim Ross is like, um, uh, I've never been a part of a match with so much carnage. I was just yelling King of the Ring 98 yeah. at the TV <laughs> over and over and over again. Like, how can you, how can you blaspheme, you know, Jim mm -hmm. Ross anyway? But yeah, no, Brian's fine. Texted him last night. He's in good spirits. You know, he, he wants to get, he wants to get his hands on Sting because, um, you know, it ended up Ricky Starks in the ring there at the end. Yeah. But, uh, uh, he wants to get his hands on Sting, but he will be getting his hands on a, very very interesting talent on june 12th i can't announce it yet because the the contract isn't signed but there's gonna be something really interesting and it went on sale last night and tickets flew meet and greets oh. flew out the door front row you know flew out, flew out the door so brian cage is um back and hopefully it'll be a continual thing until tony khan stops us from doing this <laughs> we're gonna try to have brian cage as much as possible you know until he 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 says you know don't um don't yeah. work with that dumb brazilian kid in florida you know then <laughs> well you know, it's interesting you you were talking i think before about the um the audience that's expanded you know outside of south florida and you know you just had under the machine with our uh with brian in nashville yeah it's kind of it's kind of sad that the, the nashville audience that you have which i know is also very committed because they're there through snow and rain and everything yeah. else uh they get to see the hardcore cup at least you know Yes, exactly. Well, that's a crazy thing is we, you know, a um, couple people like a couple uh, wrestlers in Nashville are like, you know, you, if you run, if you run here every month, like just exactly here, you're the biggest promotion in Nashville, you know, and I said, don't ever say that because, you know, Burt Prentice will have me killed. But, um, uh, you know, they're like, you will have an audience here already. You have the venue, you have everything, you know, so yeah, we're, we're committed to that. We're focused on South Florida. But yeah, now they can watch that live stream um, uh, Thursday, and yep. then um, they can check out Summer Glory uh, and a live stream at a really, hopefully, a really like nice competitive price and a really awesome um, presentation because the Extreme Action Park is freaking great for professional wrestling. It's awesome. It's an awesome place. Yeah, it's a kids amusement park, but where we have set up the the whole situation is just so awesome. Um, and then again, like. I'm a huge proponent of being able to sit down and have a drink 
you know, when I, when I watched professional wrestling, you know, uh, yesterday, um, international superstar area levy came over, we watched revolution. We opened up a couple vintage, uh, uh, vintage bottles of wine and we watched the show and it's, trust me, I, I wouldn't have been able to bear it without it. So like <laughs> it, it's, uh, uh, it's one of those things. Like I personally like that experience. So when we're wrestling in front of, you know, a, a, an extreme action park is upping their capacity to 450 people. So that's how many people will be in the building on June, on June 12th and probably an anniversary too. So in front of 450 people who are drinking alcohol and enjoying themselves, I think is much better experience than at a high school gym, you know, no offense to the high school gyms that we've run for years and years, but sure. that's the type of experience that I prefer. So I prefer to give that experience to the people that watch professional wrestling. So, so hardcore cup on Thursday, Friday, we have St. Lucie showdown. St. Lucie showdown. Area Levy versus Super Crazy as well. Oh, that, of course, that's, that's, oh, there you go. This match is freaking awesome. It's got a lot of overseas attention already. You have Super Crazy, who's this legendary luchador, who yeah. is an internationally renowned, who's like amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have Ariel Levy, who's the international superstar now, the young, you know, up and comer, like, uh, um, you know, we don't know what, where he's going to end up but he's going to be at a bigger company than us and sooner rather than later. Um, and then you have super crazy. So it's that time where these guys can kind of meet. Um, and Hugo Savinovich, um, I mean, he basically berated us for not live streaming this show. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> Oh man, you know, like he was just like you, you, he, he told us we have no idea the, the audience in South America and in Mexico and some of these international countries that will pay a lot of money to watch this match. They'll be able to watch it on a live wrestling down the road. Uh, and, you know, a few weeks after the event uh, probably happens, but he said, this is where you're leaving money on the table. So, you know, but you never know, you know, you have to make this match because by June 12th, Ariel Levy could be working on the new evolve project or he sure. could be on uh, elevation every week. So yeah. it's like, you can't, can't wait. And build these matches for six years you know these guys are not gonna these guys are not gonna be there now i haven't i haven't seen you mention anything about it in the in recent recently but we had johnny walker on a few, a few weeks ago and uh he's he's wrestling the bus at st lucy showdown yeah that's the, <laughs> that's the main event that's the like that's the the people are buying tickets for that match uh-huh. that's the match <laughs> and yeah it's it's 11 days away and we've been so busy that like we haven't pl- even played footage of their fight their attacks their their call outs yeah. and stuff so that's on me you know uh johnny walker's probably gonna cut a promo on me like two minutes long on that but that's the match you know the, the bus so johnny walker's always had a problem with andy um if it goes back to yeah, three years ago at uh in a port least port st lucie school uh uh a charity event for the wrestling team. It's in Port St. Lucie High School. And and Andy kind of um I don't know if you should even say that. Um he put Johnny Walker on the shelf for about three months. Uh he didn't mean it. I mean I'm sure he didn't mean it, but Andy's just a big guy. He's really, really strong. You know, he 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 bench presses 225 like 20, 24 reps, you know. He's like NFL combine strength. You know, he's just a big freakishly strong dude. And uh, there was something that happened in the ring, and there was uh, there's real there was real animosity there, to the point where you know they said we'll never work with each other again, whatever they, you know. and so now um, Johnny Walker's on commentary. He sees you know Andy going from here, you know, in the yeah. professional wrestling world, 
to hear in the professional wrestling world. And it was, I think it's sometimes jealousy. You know, Johnny Walker is a veteran and he's a veteran, but he net and he's a veteran, but he never had his just due. You know, like I look at him and I just see this big British Hulk Hogan. Like he yeah. is so charismatic. He really is a bus driver in Port St. Lucie. Everywhere I go, like human beings love him. Like it's weird. It's like he's just this weird, friendly, giant guy, you know, who's a freak, freakishly strong. And he, he drives, a, you know, it's funny. So he drives a Harley. He looks kind of scary, but he is a bus driver to kids. And every freaking person in Port St. Lucie, I don't know. It's because they all go to the same gym together. I don't know what's going on up there. Is everybody like, do they all know each other? Like it's this, this small town feel and this big, and they love Andy. So I think Johnny Walker might be a little bit, you know, I don't know if it's jealous I don't know if he just doesn't, you know, but but that's where that's where we're at. He he hates that uh, uh, Andy is the hometown hero in Port St. Lucie and that British accent. You oh, know, he's from really? northern <laughs> North England, and he's like everyone's treating him like the hometown crowd. And Johnny Walker took exception to that, not in like a, a, a I think a nationalistic or like racist way. Can be racist against an English person. They're the same race, Johnny Walker and him, but like nationalistic way, but like in a professional jealousy maybe. And That's maybe he's so upset that he hurt him, you know, three years ago. It happens, it, Johnny. It happens. You, you mentioned that, like, you know, he's really well known here, um, Andy. I literally had a guy come do some work on the house. And he's like, oh, I know this guy that I go to the gym with. And, blah, blah, and, and it was and it was Andy. And I'm like. Yeah, so I guess that's that. He's really well known in this community. It's so, so funny. Yeah, I, I was uh, was at a Golden Corral, and uh, uh, one of my friends had a one of my wrestlers had a fanny pack on, and some guys like, "Hey, are you guys wrestlers? Because if you have a fanny pack on, you're a wrestler now." Because <laughs> of that picture from The Rock, and then he's like, "Yeah, you know, we're wrestlers." He's like, "Do you know you know Big English?" <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, what is that? You know, like. It's like, uh, uh, and it's like, yeah, we do. You know, he, he wrestles with us. And it's funny because it's like, you figure, because you know, I've heard it before, like, oh, you're a wrestler. Like, oh, do you know Hulk Hogan? Like, no, no, I don't. You know, we don't yeah. all know Hulk Hogan. Um, but uh, uh, but it, Big English is our, is our big British Hulk Hogan up on the Treasure Coast. And uh, Johnny Walker and him face off one on one. Um, it's going to be interesting because Andy has the size advantage, the strength advantage. But Johnny Walker is so smart and so um, savvy. <laughs> yeah, ma magnificence the word. Mag he's the magnificent one. <laughs> All right, so that's St. Lucie Showdown. And then we go into the anniversary show. And the anniversary show, I have stacked. This thing is loaded. March 20th, Extreme Action Park. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> so let's start with the ladder match. You've got Roma Luchadora, Marina Tucker, and LaBrava. Um, LaBrava, by the way, fan favorite down in Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. <laughs> I don't know what I have with her. She's she's special too, you know. It's crazy. Like um, La Brava is so good and so charismatic and exactly like s shockingly a, uh, a fan favorite in Hialeah, you know. But she won't be a fan favorite uh, in uh, um, in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Roma will be. Roma just came off some national television appearances with our belt, with like these supermodels, with like all these people. Like she's the toast of of uh, Santiago, Chile, and so she flies back tomorrow she flies back tomorrow the 10th or something and she she um she is hyper focused on on this ladder match um you know she grew up loving Shawn michaels she wears those heart glasses that big swole stole yep. um from her 
she stole that idea a couple weeks ago. But uh, she wears those heart glasses, but she stole it from Trump. I mean, Roma stole it from Trump Michaels. So it's, uh, she wears those heart glasses, and um, she is she is excited. She's stoked because um, it's her first ever ladder match. It's Marina's first ever ladder match. It's the Brava's first ever ladder match. The first ever ladder match, um, women's ladder match in CCW. And I don't I haven't seen many of them. So you have this you have this feud that deserves this ladder match. You know, La Brava costing Marina the uh, CCW um, women's championship at the Elks Lodge in December. Wow, this, how does time fly like this? In December, and then Roma um, and and Marina and La Brava having this triple pin happen at Homecoming, which was out of nowhere. Uh, you've had these guys have matches with each other. So you know what? Let's take away the championship advantage, put the ladder, put the title above the action park, um, you know, and and see which which woman comes out on top. Obviously, in a crazy, you know, you you think Roma has the advantage, but I think Marina looks like she has the advantage. You know, uh, I don't think she's in Roma's head. I don't think she's in Labrava's head, but she is. Um, she's just so hyper focused. She's in everybody else's head. My dogs don't don't like it, but. Uh, uh, she's in everybody else's head, um, you know, uh, about this ladder match. So that match is going to be huge, and that's a main event in itself. We could have sold, you know, a bunch of tickets just having that, but that like almost be- it just became like part of this insane show, you know. That that uh, we have a former CCW tag champions returning, uh, the Headbangers. They were champions for I think 432 days, wow. uh, eight years ago, <laughs> and uh, obviously former WWF. Uh, tag team champions, you know, they had some great matches with the road warriors. And so hopefully they can have a great match with the South American Alliance. If, you know, they're going to have that match anyway, that if the South American Alliance are still tag team champions, um, you never know what's going to happen um, on Thursday and Friday, uh, Thursday, at least if, if, if we can get through that, if that's the case, it would become a three-way um, uh, no, it wouldn't be a three-way because Jackal is going to be wrestling Bugs Moran in a hair versus hair match. So in, in that case, we'd have to figure out something with the uh, um, match on anniversary. Uh, uh, the South American Alliance will wrestle the Headbangers on anniversary, whether they have the titles at all uh, or not. But uh, that being said, um, uh, you have uh, Santos versus uh, Super Crazy for the CCW uh, uh, Heavyweight Championship, which is going to be like amazing. You have Crazy who has been going crazy because he's been stuck out of the country. He wanted to be with us more. Uh, he, he, you know, he has in his schedule to be here, but the COVID restriction out of Mexico um, and certain traveling uh, issues, you know, kept him away. And he's been dying for to come back and, and to win the uh, CCW heavyweight championship, something that he, he deserves. He feels he deserves it. And I think he does deserve So he'll wrestle Santos. Hardcore cup and the match with Ariel Levy. Then he has a title match. Yeah. So he's going to have a pretty, insane three days a crazy you know the insane luchador with an insane three days uh, uh three really high profile matches and as a guy his age i hope he can figure it out i think santos has the um advantage there because yeah he will be at st lucy showdown um but he um you know i don't think he'll have a match he, there's no there's no um i mean I never say never but you know there's there's no uh um uh challenger ahead of super crazy so um it'd be interesting to see if ariel levy beats crazy on that friday i mean crazy will still have that match that saturday but that would position levy as a number one contender yeah for uh 
uh, well, whoever comes out of uh, the match on on Saturday. So it's going to be an interesting weekend for Crazy. It's going to be an interesting weekend for Sandman. You know, these guys are not young guys, so you know I just hope that they everything works out. You know that they survive the Hardcore Cup. You know to make their dates on Friday and Saturday. You mentioned kind of running through the card to kind of quickly the Bugs Moran and Jackal situation. Now this is not like me going into a hair match. Yes, yes, you you would have the advantage, Ryan. Yeah, you'd just be like, whatever. Here's here's Bugs Moran from Luscious Hair. Look at that hair. It's like a Pantene Pro V commercial. Oh, and there's Jackal. Jackal's hair. 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 (laughs) They have those. They have the best hair on the roster. Yeah, you look at those hair. There's like, wow, those are that's like pro wrestler 1986 hair, and both of them got it, and they look great, and they really do. Like they're, they're you know, so it's hair versus hair, titles on the line, southeastern championship, um, and that's going to be interesting because Brutus the Barber Beefcake, someone I grew up, yeah, I mean obsessed over. I love the the butcher, I love the booty band, I love the Zodiac. <laughs> what else? I love the disciple. Former member of the One Warrior Nation, Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, also Hogan's big buddy. Right. Uh, uh, barber came along, you know, back and of course, the barber. I mean, is the iconic barber. You have the barbershop window, you have Shawn Michaels putting uh, uh, Gennady through the window. You also just have Brutus Barber, Beefcake having awesome, like surprisingly awesome matches. You know, he was when they, when they, you know, when he came in, he was just jacked. He was just like a big jacked dude, you know. And uh, um, he is back. He's back, and he's going to be cutting somebody's hair. Is it going to be Jackal, or is it going to be Bugs? And um, that w- that is the end of a long feud. That's a feud where, you know, uh, Jackal, surprise, the, I think the first episode or the second sep- episode of Alive, Jackal takes Bugs' title, and then, like, for weeks and weeks, Bugs lo- loses his mind, and uh, he held the title for about half a year. Bugs just got it back. And uh, it just came down to look, it's hair versus hair. These, these are two guys that, you know, they they really they hate each other. You know, they've you know, Bugs has stayed at um, Jackal's house, and uh, uh, it wasn't a very good uh, experience. They've had a lot of experience together. You know, uh, uh, Bugs blames Jackal for a few um, problems that he's had, and and it was a shock. You know, he when when Bugs won it back from Jackal, so. This is the big rubber match. You know, this is the match that will decide, you know, who is better, Jackal or, or Bugs. Interesting. Uh, I'm out bald. <laughs> interesting subplot that here I'm putting together. You also have Lanny Poffo, the genius, who's given uh, given Bugs boots and things like that. Yeah. Now, now the genius has had his hair cut by the barber before. That's so. true. It's true. Oh, They've – exactly. So, yeah, it's that's very true. I You know, it's weird. Like, uh, I think about Lanny – a lot you know i don't know like i know he uh after his attack he was attacked uh by the um, brazilian destroyer by venetia's um you know he took a step back and moved down to ecuador and re- decided to retire so professional wrestling wasn't in it for him but that's an interesting subplot as well uh, uh lanny gave um bugs moran the boots that belonged to randy savage i mean randy never used them he he beat a enhancement guy so bad and stole his boots <laughs> and then gave him to Lanny, and Lanny gave him to Bugs. So Bugs is actually wearing boots, which I think helps him because you can't wrestle barefoot. You know, Rusev broke his foot and stuff like that. So yeah, you're right. Lanny Poffo is like, it's funny. He he just streams like through the entire show. I I hope he comes back. I hope he doesn't just stay in Ecuador forever. Well, but the, I hear it's nice. Maybe these guys can have a 
phone call with him to try to figure out some advice of dealing with Brutus. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, if Bugs buys a cell phone, yeah, people they, ask me all the time about Bugs Moran. That like he is that is uh his real gimmick. Yeah, he really lives like sometimes like um I try to get a hold of Bugs. He lives in a like in the forest with some some commune in Georgia for a, lo a long time. That's not like his gimmick. He really does, and it was upsetting because you give him his dates, and if a new date pops up between where he like goes into this wilderness thing, and he comes out like he's almost unreachable. Like you have to message a guy that we know at the commune on Facebook. <laughs> he lets Bugs know, and then Bugs will need to borrow somebody's phone or something to call me and then tell me he can't do the date because he's at his commune and stuff. So it's a, like a really weird thing, you know, <laughs> it's, that's a shoot. And like, uh, it's weird because, um, you know, the, the bugs has an interesting history. Yeah. Well, he, he was on the show, um, a few weeks ago as well. And I was, I was like, man, I hope the Wi-Fi is good in the van, but yes, <laughs> he, he was, uh, he was somewhere on route between Nashville and, in South Florida at the time. Perfect. <laughs> he, Perfect. he was probably probably headed to Georgia for a little bit. No, yeah. he, he is uh he lives the gimmick. He lives the gimmick. You know, he's I mean obviously he's not a he doesn't like ride the rails or anything. I mean I'm not I don't think I'm killing the he but he really is of that like transient lifestyle. Not not because he's uh you know, poor like not, not because of the lack of funds like he really lives a very strange he doesn't believe in the traditional human lifestyle of staying in one place and hanging out. So it's kind of good for a professional wrestler, but it's really bad when you're trying to promote a professional wrestler and you can never get a hold of them and stuff. So the other match that we haven't talked about yet, steel cage match at, at anniversary show. So it's another rubber match. You have the cha-cha uh, juggernauts and controversial who've had huge issues with each other. And it's crazy because I feel like the South American Alliance have kind of scooped that heat. You know, that was a huge uh, tag team feud. And now, like, uh, Saturday, you had kids, like, kicking uh, uh, Venetius in the head uh, on a dive to the outside. <laughs> they could, you know, you have kids who want to kill Ariel Levy now because of, uh, you know, Cha-Cha Charlie and Rafizi and whatnot. But this feud, um, if you watch those two matches, they're, they're perfect for each other. You have Salazar, who's this big heavy, going right after Vince Steele. And then um, you have Mr. C, who's a ring, ring general. Mr. C, uh, Carlos, um, the the bald guy, the smaller bald guy in Controversial, man, he lives professional wrestling. And he lives – I mean, he wakes up and he hits the gym and he trains all day and he really is a general. And so you have that guy and he is the exact antithesis of Cha-Cha Charlie who wants to dance and hang out with – you know, Dominican girls and Cuban girls until two o'clock in the morning, dancing and partying all night long, you know, which is a, which is fine. But then you have Mr. C who after the match goes to the gym and hits the weights and thinks about what he's going to do next. So th those guys, and then of course, Salazar just likes to hurt people. Uh, La Brava, suddenly a baby face. Everybody loves her down in, in my, um, you know, she's there. And then you have Rafizi on the other end, uh, you know, yeah. You have a lot of stuff. You have a lot of moving parts there, but you know what? It's a solid steel cage match. We're we're having an anniversary, a steel cage match, hair versus hair match, a ladder match. I mean, we just let's throw a casket. I'm, not, I'm just kidding. Let's throw a casket anyway. Let's just do it. Just do it to say we had like the craziest, weirdest show. It's gonna take so much setup and tear down. Like this is one of those shows where you feel like every match could take the air out of the next match. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a like, kind of a bad thing. Like. Every single match on this card 
um, literally could suck the air at because you know you you don't want to walk to the back and say, hey, top this, top this, top this. So it's one of those things where it's like, man, how do you set how do you even set this up? It's a crazy show. But if you're someone watching the show, who cares if it takes the air out? Like you watch that means you watch something crazy happen. So the next thing will be even crazier. So. You mentioned a live wrestling a couple different times. Um, tomorrow night. Um, any uh, preview on what's going to be on tomorrow night? So we're going to be talking a lot about anniversary. Um, and then I have uh, Roma uh, Luchadora uh, wrestling the Empress of Evil, okay. um, um, which is going to be an interesting, interesting match. The Empress is coming in new. This is her debut. She's been around for a long time. This is her live wrestling debut. So we have that and we have a lot of uh, previews and we have a couple interesting things uh uh lined up uh we we've been dropping a lot more matches now so you expect some of these bash the brew matches um to go uh, out this week as well but we're really hyper focused on on the uh hardcore cup and the anniversary show and the saint lucy showdown so it's going to be a lot of previews of that stuff and, and really uh hammering home the storylines for anniversary you know it's a weird thing that now we have like go home shows it's yeah. like i never thought of that like it's like oh we have a go home we have to do the go home show like Dan told me that the other day. And I was like, what are you talking about? A go oh, a go. Oh, yeah. So we have a go home show now, you know? So that's a little bit of a learning curve. So uh, we're going to kind of be doing two weeks of like a go home show. Um, well, and we're going to really set up what we're doing. And yeah. you get to watch Roma. Roma, who's just, yeah. She's like better than Bailey. Like when Bailey was Bailey. Mm -hmm. you, you remember like Bailey was like prime Bailey? She's better than that. Yeah. Yeah, I have her. She's back there. <laughs> what did it why did the WWE do that to Bailey? Like wow. they what like she was this like pristine baby face, like perfect thing, and they they took the air out of that. Like Sami Zayn too. Like, why can't they do that with baby faces? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened with Sammy because I think everybody just everybody wants to cheer for him, but they, you know, it's constantly they in took it. the air right out of it. Well, and then and they did the same with Bailey. Yeah, well, they turn him heel. Yeah. This doesn't work that way. Let's talk, Ryan. Let's talk a minute about Revolution. I know we, need, we probably need to wrap oh up. Soon. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Revolution. I know we have a million things. I, I'm. We'll, we'll talk more about CCW. But what did you feel about Ethan Page as a surprise? What did you feel about Christian Cage as a, a surprise? Well, now we need uh, Christian Cage and Brian Cage versus Ethan Page and <laughs> Sebastian <Dallas>. Cage. <laughs> and da Diamond Dallas Page, Daddy. I mean, uh, Ethan Page, you know, we, I think everybody knew that he was out there and he was available and stuff. Um, so it, when he came out, I'm like, it makes sense. makes sense. I think he's uh, he yeah. good for their roster, I think. Yeah, no, I, he's much better than if he were to go to NXT. Yeah, that was his move. But uh, I think what took the wind out of the sails for me for Ethan Page was the fact that they have a um, partnership with Impact Wrestling. Yeah, exactly. it's like he it's just, not a jump. Yeah, like they might send him to Impact. <laughs> you know, like it's just like okay, the but then uh, but no, but Ethan Page is awesome. Like he's he's great. You know, and what he's done like to transform his body and all that type of good stuff is wonderful. And then um, I was really I was Christian. I was hoping it was RVD so bad. I thought our like that's the one like okay maybe because I love RVD and you know I love that era of ECW you know, but Christian it felt it felt good because it, it felt like a steal because he was yep. just at Royal Rumble. Yep, that part of it felt good, but the actual like because people were saying like Brock Lesnar and CM Punk and Batista and all this stuff. Yeah, that's real. So good. it's like you know it wasn't them, but 
you know, but, but is it fair, Ryan, that when AEW brings in a 47-year-old and Sting wrestles and 61 years old and everybody's all excited about it, but when Goldberg wrestles in the WWE, everyone is so mad about it. Is it that they just don't give the WWE the benefit of the doubt anymore is, is it, as fans? Uh, this this is a conversation I've, I've had a few times recently about yeah you know people rushing to WWE's defense just in that um, with that argument exactly the Goldberg thing and um, I guess I guess if anything it seems like people see Dynamite as like the main show and they have a lot more younger talent on the on the main sure. on the main show is versus Raw or SmackDown if. You, you don't make that show till you're 35, 36 years old. Right. It's true. It's it's true nowadays. Yeah. It's a weird thing, you know. Um, but like people were talking about the Damian Priest thing, how like Undertaker was wrestling forever by the time he was on this show and, and Damian Priest is what 38? Is it 37? I don't even know. But uh, you know, it's a weird thing too in just professional wrestling. Like um maybe it's diets. You know, I think also uh I was hanging out with Pat Tanaka the last this whole right. weekend in the Orient Express. He was on the show. Um, he just dropped in. That I wish I could have um, promoted him because right. I love Pat Tanaka. It's Pat Tanaka, you know, 61 years old. And he was training with us and he showed me a bunch of cool stuff. And uh, But then he was talking just about the drugs and the steroids and the um, depression, how all these guys in the 80s, um, it's not just the um, – it's not just the actual drugs and the alcohol. It's the quality of life that depreciates quickly. Like these guys all wanted to kill themselves, whether that be CTE, whether that just be like extended drugs on the road and stuff. And Pat was like, because he didn't, he never stopped wrestling. He never fell into that. But he said, if he just stopped wrestling, his body would have fallen apart and he would have, you know, whatever succumbed to whatever he was, you know. He was saying that not he wasn't saying that like he was a depressed man or whatever. He was just explaining that, and I think that is a huge factor in that. Like you know, guys make fun of uh, uh, wrestlers today for going and like maybe smoking a joint and then playing video games. When back in the day, like these guys wanted to kill themselves because yeah. they were addicted to steroids and cocaine and all this stuff. So a thirty-seven-year-old Damian Priest is very different than a thirty-seven-year-old hawk and animal you know what i mean like like those guys were animals you know like in a good way i love them you know so like uh uh um but they they did a lot of stuff or you know you have guys like flair who you know are uh, seemingly immune uh or guys like Shawn michaels you know i was talking to pco a couple weeks ago and he said that you know one of the things that he made him so upset about the 90s in wwf was that their champion who everyone wanted to be like was falling asleep at uh, airport rental counters because he was on pills all the time. So mm-hmm. nowadays, I, mean, I don't know about Damian Priest's career, but in, in our locker room, like we don't have that stuff going on, you know? So, you know, I think that 30, a 40 year old AJ Styles is a very different 40 year old than Ric Flair was in 97, 98. You know what I mean? So I think that's something too. Uh, so, you know, a guy like Goldberg, who I, think has been clean i mean look at him he's, i think he's a clean guy a clean living guy i'm sure he's done some stuff but you know he's a different type of what is he is he 58 or something his his body is very different than he's not 58 actually no he's even way less than that he's like yeah early 50s i think early 50s yeah so his body is completely different than you know a 50 year old uh 
I'm, I suspect also that he didn't have a lot of lead time on this last match that he had with Drew because if Goldberg knows he has a match, at least from what I can tell in the previous um, runs that he's had, that man will work out four times a day. Right. Body like in the best condition possible. Correct. For the three minute match that he has. He that. looked old. Yeah, he looked older. I mean, I would never say him he looked old. I'd never tell him to his face he looked old, but he looked older. He looked like the, there was some. And uh, uh, goes to Sting, too. You know, Sting, actually, Sting is like half in and half out of that era. You know, yeah. I think Sting did have some issues, or, or at least Eric Bischoff says he did, with, uh, uh, you know, substance and drinking and all that stuff. But um, I think he got out of it. And Sting looks great. I thought he looked great against Seth Rollins. I think that was more of a freak accident. You know, I, yeah, people sure. say, like, his match with um, Triple H at WrestleMania was freaking awesome. But it was also, like, how many years ago now? Like, five years ago? Like, so it's just a weird... Um, it's a weird like time in professional wrestling is a really weird thing. And also it was a, it was a shoot. I mean, like they felt they, they tried to make it appear a shoot back then. So I think there was things you did and you had to do that were a little bit different. So, you know, 37 year olds just starting on raw now is different than, you know, a guy like I'm sure when Tanaka was, when Tanaka was 37 years old, he probably had 20 years in the business already. Damien Priest, I don't think has 10 years in the business. So, were you surprised last night that uh, that it was a cinematic match? Because no, I knew it was already. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so <laughs> like, and first announced, I'm like, okay, that's going to be cinematic, you know, because Sting and he's 60 or whatever. Yeah, he wrestled, but then they had him doing stuff on Dynamite. I was like, well, maybe, maybe it'll be an actual match, you know? Oh no, I'm sure he'll have an actual match. I think this this was a little primer. Sure, um, I'm sure he'll have an actual match um, from guys that I heard there, like. They were of they were skeptical. I think wrestlers at All Elite Wrestling were skeptical too when he first came, and uh, they saw him running and bumping and stuff like that. And I, I read some report that was so stupid um, about him like wearing a bunch of protective gear when he took a power bomb, oh. and all these people are like, "Oh, they're protective." I'm like, "What? Do you-? No!" Like Roman Reigns wears a, a freaking. Yeah, bulletproof vest, and I never once thought that like that was protecting him from taking a bump. It's so stupid sometimes, but um, you know, um, then the opposite, like he looks good, and and yeah, I knew it was a cinematic match. I knew it was filmed a little earlier, and I, I, I when I saw it, I realized why it was filmed so early because that was like that was a lot of production stuff to that. You know, yeah. I liked I I liked the match a lot, with the exception of there's just no need for commentary. They saw the boneyard match with no commentary was just so effective. Yeah. Um, but they, but track in there or something. Yeah. And they had the music track. I I think they had a music track like with music in the background of the match, but they also had Shivani and Taz and Jim Ross with a pre-recorded voiceover. And then they cut back to Taz whose role on AEW revolution was to like, say like, I'm upset and leave. But like he clearly wasn't, they weren't live commenting commentating it so it was like that i felt like but you know who knows uh maybe there was a reason for that they booked themselves in the corner because they have this death match this yes it takes this crazy death match at the end but i thought one of the reasons why the boneyard match was great was the pay-per-view seemingly ended yeah and then they played the match and then yep. it just went out with us like a smoky you know like look as the undertaker went away and that was just awesome and if they had done the same if they didn't have that death match on yep. the show if it wasn't a death match they could have done the same and you have sting you know 
Santa and and they want to see. I, I think they set up Cage and Sting, which is good. Then and Darby and Cage, you know, and uh, you know Starks is a guy who can take a bunch of pins because he's great in the ring, he's great in the mic and stuff like that. So I think the booking was was great, but um, yeah, the placement wasn't right and the voiceover wasn't right, but it was awesome. Cage looked like a million bucks. Darby looked good too. You know, I I never ever uh, talk bad about wrestlers, but um. And I'm not going to talk bad about Darby Allen, but he just looks like a small guy, you mm -hmm. know? And so uh, they made him look good for that. You know, he's a smaller guy. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think the a lot of the talk coming out of Revolution is about the, like, unfortunately, it's about, like, the last 45 seconds of uh, oh, Right. Yeah. It, was, it was kind of sad because I really appreciated the whole the whole barbed wire massacre and, and I even the story with Eddie Kingston coming in at the end, you know, after they had that this. That was great. And, but they talked about always knowing, you know, I know your mom and talk to your mom and you're all this stuff, you know, they have this great story. They bring that out. And then there's like sparklers. And stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> Too bad. But. Yeah, that was, uh, it's, it sucks because I literally, you, you look through the lens of the fan mm -hmm. and I was just like, Oh, are you kidding me? Like I, I turned to Ariel and I was like, is this, that's a joke. Like, like, we like and he was just like, no, brother, this, this something went something went wrong, you know, like something right. didn't go off, you know. Yeah. And then I look through the eyes in the lens of a promoter, and I'm like, well, they had a thousand people, I guess. They had like a thousand people in the building. Yeah. They had wrestlers, including Jake St. Patrick, uh, uh, at ringside watching. Uh, you have a lot of these moving parts, and you have to put a huge exploding, you know, like uh, um, like those Onita death matches that they show, you know, where they cut to a wide shot and then the ring is engulfed in smoke and whatever and you know, whatever. And then you have, you know, the Terry Funk and Mick Foley, same thing, you know, where they were Foley and Funk, like last second, they realized the thing's going to go off and they hug each other. Like they wanted that moment to feel with Kingston and Ambrose, this thing, like, you know what, even though at least with Funk and Foley, Foley was like, we hate each other, but you know what? I don't want you to die either. So the, you know, whatever. Yeah. And you have that moment that they were trying to recreate. And then, but at the same time as a promoter, I'm like, I'm not going to have a huge explosion when big stars like Jake St. Patrick and sure. uh, uh, big stars like, you know, up and coming stars are, you know, are sitting watching the, watching the, right the show. Even if you can get them away, you don't want to have any danger. You don't want, you don't want Dean. I mean, you don't want Kenny Omega and, and Dean Ambrose, you know, you don't want them to actually be hurt. As a promoter, I mean, as a fan, I want to see Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, get hurt. But as a uh, um, promoter, you don't want anybody to get hurt at all, you know. So it's a weird thing, you know. And of course, fans are going to make fun of him for it. But um, could it have been bigger? Probably. Could it have been safe bigger? Because I've always been told that it's not a big deal to do those big bomb things. It's really just a big smoke bomb. Yeah, and I would, I, I would guess that some something in production didn't go off right but, but you know i think they've done it before right they must have done it on like a, oh god monday and probably tested it yeah they probably had to screen test it uh, yeah like i like i said i'm pretty sure something didn't go as planned but you know it's a, which is unfortunate because i think everything leading up to it was great and, yeah i don't like i don't like those um that style of deathmatch. I prefer that EC style ECW style of deathmatch. The hardcore cup on Thursday is going to be closer to that style of like 
you know, it's a little more personal. I feel like sometimes when you add all the bells and whistles like you did yesterday, it becomes impersonal. Like yeah. you start worrying about the bomb exploding uh, on the when things hit the rope, and you don't worry the fact that like John Moxley and and Kenny Omega have a, a personal issue with each other, and and it doesn't make sense. Like well, okay, like you have a barbed wire bat, fucking. I'm sorry to say the f word. Drive it into his head. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's enough. You can yeah. you know I've I've had a, a barbed wire into my back. It's really painful. If you put that in my head. The, the, you're going to hurt me and, and I lose, you know what I mean? Like you don't need to explode anything, yeah. you know? And like, what, like it's professional wrestling. Do you need a knife now? Do you need a gun? Like, no, like we don't need an explosion. I get it. I get it. But you know, it, it takes away from the personal issue. And the fact that you have Gallows and Anderson who are my favorite wrestlers, like some of my favorite wrestlers in the whole world run in and that whatever, I understand the feud's not over. I'm sure John Moxley needed to go away because his wife is pregnant and stuff. I, I know how that is. Like I, I didn't want to wrestle and be around stuff like that when my wife was pregnant. Um, so it's like a weird thing, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, man, you didn't need to do it. Yeah. I don't know if it was Kenny's idea or it was probably Moxley. Sure. It's Moxley's idea. Right. But it was not a great idea. Well, and, they, and the other thing is they keep, they keep leveling up, right? Like, you know, exactly. What next? Yeah. It's going to be like uh, when Hogan was jumping in a, monster truck on the top of some arena <laughs> and throwing big show off and to die in a lake or something like that. Like, well, what are we doing here? You know, we're like, we going to have a, Oh, uh, uh, or the Skywalker match or whatever. Like we're going to be jumping off of like uh, platforms and stuff. I hate that. I hate that, you know? Yeah. But remember hardcore cup and anniversary. We're going to have <laughs> a ladder match, a cage match, a hair versus hair match. So I'm an idiot too. We're doing it all. <laughs> Yeah, like like you like we said, that anniversary show, you have all that stuff jammed in there and, and it's literally two days after the hardcore cup. It's crazy. Yeah, it's oh well, I don't know why I'm so stupid. You know, <laughs> I look at my uh I look at my uh schedule and I and I'm I tell myself like, okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna have these people, and then uh as things get closer, I'm like, you know what, we should do this, and I'm an idiot. Because then I'm like, you know, like you don't want to give too much. Right. But you know, anniversary is our anniversary show. You know, I consider it CCW's WrestleMania. It's where the where the uh, storylines should end and new stuff should begin. So let's have a big blow off show. Tickets are selling like crazy. <laughs> I mean, we have no, I have no worry that it's gonna, you know, be a wonderful, successful show. Um, you know, so I'm not worried about that. People, people get it, but um, we don't need to do it all the time like that. You know, we, you know, Summer Glory. I really want to feature Brian Cage. I don't want to take away from what he's doing sure if you yeah if you you get my drift yeah you get it brother you get it <laughs> well tell people tell people you know give them all their social media stuff where they can get alive and all that yes did we we, we saved another hour for us to do that okay, okay. so <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding I'm here. Uh, obviously um ccw uh coastal championship wrestling ccwrestlingfl.com we we hit you with the events right away we have an open tryout for the ccw training facility super crazy will be in the building next wednesday and he will be deciding he'll be handpicking uh someone from the open tryouts to give a full scholarship for the ccw uh, training facility which is a three thousand dollar value and he might he he I know crazy if he sees three people that he think have real potential he'll come to me and he'll be like come on man this guy's gonna be really good you need to have him here and this guy's gonna be really good and this so 
come to the open tryouts. If you're really, really good potential, I'm sure super crazy is going to make us give you a scholarship, but at least there's going to be one scholarship given uh, next Wednesday, seven o'clock at the CCW training facility, the CCW arena, 1411 Southwest 30th Avenue, suite number nine, We're right there at the end. We have so much space. It's amazing. Uh, in Pompano beach, Florida, three, three, zero, six, nine. And then um, the next night is the hardcore cup streaming nationally, internationally, globally, universally. If, if they have internet uh, Wi-Fi on the uh, international space station, Ryan, and one of those guys want to buy it, yeah. it's going to be intergalactic, <laughs> available, the Hardcore Cup. Uh, and that's um, through the Boca Black Box Theater. You can Google that. You can go to the thing. Of course, you can buy tickets there. We have a limited audience, obviously, because it's very high-end theater. They're super cautious, but limited seats, they are available um, still uh, for that. But we're really pushing the streaming for that show. And then two weeks later, we have the Cruiserweight Invitational, which is a three- night event that. yeah and that's also at the Bo boca black box theater it will be streaming and there's going to be a link uh to buy all three shows for 15 dollars, i think or 20 dollars. so it's like five bucks a show because we're not we're not giving you sandman but we're giving you the best up and coming cruiserweight talent plus ariel levy plus myself plus roma plus a bunch of people plus fonzie plus I'm sure Christy Janes will show up. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of stuff going on for that. So um, that that's also at the Boca Black Box Theater. And those links, I'm going to put those links up today on ccwrestlingfl.com. I was normally sending people to the Black Box, but a bunch of people have messaged me saying, hey, I went to ccwrestlingfl.com, and I didn't see the way to buy the tickets. So I'm at least going to put the link there so that people are coming to, you know, so it's all going to be at ccwrestlingfl.com in about an hour. But buy those now. And then obviously St. Lucie Showdown, it's that Friday. Uh, tickets are available. You have Sandman and Vinicius. You have Ariel and Super Crazy. You have um, the bus, Andy English versus Johnny Walker. Huge main event. You have a really awesome show there. And then obviously Anniversary 17. That's the, the granddaddy of them all. Fort Lauderdale, Florida um, um, at the Extreme Action Park. 8 o'clock bell time. You have awesome, awesome, awesome matches. Um, and then, of course, a live wrestling every Tuesday on the YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com front slash coastal championship wrestling uh every tuesday seven o'clock you're gonna see a lot more stuff obviously summer glory june 12 obviously bash at the brew number three is on coming to us april 3rd tickets are already on sale bunch of tickets are already sold already um so go out there and, and check it out if you want to see the craziest audience like in professional wrestling right now it's in that bash at the brew show yeah. and then um luchamania too Lucha Mania 2, May 15th, you have uh, uh, Thomas Latimer, Latimer, who finally the news broke. We all knew what was going to happen. NWA is going to be um, uh, returning. They call it the return. Um, there's some other rumors, too, like about a deal on television for them. But Thomas Latimer is good for us, and he wants that title. He, he's, he has put in his contract with the NWA to work. Coastal Championship Wrestling is really happy for that so he you know whoever may be the champion on may um 15th i think 15th, yeah. yeah may 15th in nashville lucha mania too you have uh, a bram i have it as santos now but whoever's the champion uh in may 15th uh thomas Lattimore wants that belt from him so expect that to be just expect it to be awesome expect a bunch of awesome stuff from ccw alive wrestling we have new wrestlers uh coming in we have new surprises for you we have a lot of stuff going on and after anniversary is an, another great starting point to jump on because we're going to have a bunch of new stuff new wrestlers some of the young guys who are uh 
uh, graduating the training facility that are going to be doing some some pretty cool debuts. So uh, expect awesomeness, Ryan. Expect the best training facility, the best professional wrestling promotion, the best um, presentation of an independent promotion, and expect it to improve because every single day, every single week, every single month, we're improving, Ryan. And thank you, Ryan, for showing up, uh, uh, being just Absolutely. awesome, taking pictures at events, um, and and then having allowing us to come on on Mondays uh, to talk about CCW wrestling, man. Hundred percent, it's it's great, and I think a lot of people really appreciate having you know seeing you come in from South Florida, learning about what's going on down here, and you know learning about Ariel Levy, learning about Johnny Walker, you know Bugs Moran, the guys that we've had on. Cha Cha Charlie, yeah, these guys like Cha Cha, Ariel, Will, Alex, Agony, they should be at, they should be at big companies with big contracts. But you can watch them on CCW, you know. So in the meantime, <laughs> and of course Fonzie, dude, uh, Fonzie, who is an official position now, uh, who was he was always like a agent backstage, you know, but now he's officially, um, you know, he has a, a, a contract with us. And uh, uh, to work backstage and creative and to handle finishes and all that type of stuff. I guess I'm breaking kayfabe, but um, that's another guy, too, that you get to see him on CCW. You don't get to see him anywhere else. You know, Conrad Thompson was talking about how he's I, – I just saw Fonzie do some stuff. Hopefully it was with us. I just saw Fonzie do some stuff on, on some YouTube show, and he said that Fonzie looks better now than he does in 1998, yeah. and it's oh, true. true. <laughs> or something, he's like – doesn't look like he ages a bit. <laughs> I know, he ages backwards, you know. And, of course, it's clean living. You know, that ECW locker room, I think, just aged people dramatically. <laughs> but, like, uh, you know, you get to see that here. And and he's part of the team that's driving us forward, along with, you know, Dan Ackerman and, and Cha-Cha, too, and, and Chris Lawson, uh, who's doing, like, the live event production and stuff like that. And, of course, my uh, the love of my wife, my love of my life, Ariane, she, she is a um, – integral part you know she was a producer at fox news for years so i get a little bit of a lucky insider deal a little bit of a discount for her editing service and her presentation so that's a little secret people are like is this guy paying like you know five thousand dollars a week for a live wrestling to be edited and it's like well yes you know, uh, emotionally speaking yeah probably paying ten thousand emotionally speaking like i i owe her a lot um but she's just been integral so our whole team is moving forward after after anniversary you're going to see some really cool stuff. So yeah. And, and, and anniversary, you know, I, just real quick, how many million people are in that cruiserweight tournament? <laughs> 64. So we've already had a bunch of preliminary matches. So you're going to see the elite eight. You're going to see the final four, and then you're going to see the finals in those three matches, but it's a 64. It was amazing. They're all on tape. I don't know if you're going to see them all. And I mean, I don't want to just drop a ton, like hours and hours of cruiserweight wrestling on live wrestling. Uh, so I'm not going to, but uh, you'll see some cool clips, but you'll also see like, there were a couple of matches. I'm going to call out a guy who I had never met before, never heard before. His name is Sam Conyers. Sam C is his name. Um, I just, we've never crossed paths. I've heard of his name before and he was in the tournament and he's hearing impaired um, he's a professional wrestler and he's young and I was just, that guy's got a great future. And so you find these guys, you know, he was, Hey, we need 64 cruiserweights. I need bodies. Just give me bodies. Give me bodies. Give me bodies. Right. And then I get all these bodies in there and then you just find a couple gems, you know, and I think he works for 
different company. Like he works for companies that run against us down here, but I don't care. He, I'll, I'll promote him. He's awesome. And I um, expect to see him in CCW, hopefully on a, a full-time, you know, a regular basis uh, after anniversary. We were just so stacked. I wish I could have had him earlier, but that's the cool part about having 64 guys in a tournament. You know, like we, we were there, we gave away free tickets for the fans to just come watch cruiserweight wrestling. So you get these like crazy um, obsessed South Florida wrestling fans who are like wrestling, 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 you know, like free wrestling. Sure. I'll just show up and hang out and drink beer and watch these cruiserweights, you know, but it was fun. We had shoot weigh-ins. There was a couple guys who couldn't weigh in under 200 pounds. They swore to me they were, and they were pissed, dude. They were like, let's, let's work the way. I said, no. So let's, you're not 200, you're not 200 pounds. Go run you, are, yeah. <laughs> like, you are just qualified like just go to the bathroom like do something you know and they're like it's two pounds or it's three pounds you know so, brother i told you it was a shoot so uh but it was awesome and you you'll see you'll see sam c's match for sure uh you'll see sam conyers match and you'll see some other stuff I, I'll, I'll, I'll probably try to put it on a live um but yeah you're gonna see some new guys in that too awesome I'm going to tell some people about some things um, around the network that I that I support. So join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the primetime rundown. They take the world of sports. show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then as you're getting ready to watch a live wrestling on Tuesdays, pull up the Essential Wrestling Podcast on YouTube, Facebook, or wherever. Uh, Al Carl hosts that. I come on as a guest with John Smith and John DeCani and Gary Mahefi. They take you through the entire week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. That's at 6 p.m. on Tuesday, so it could be your live wrestling lead-in. Love it. And then this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, it's here every week, Monday through Thursday um, at 10 a.m., and then you can also catch it on demand. In oh, Siri is getting in my way. So one thing is, I'm going on vacation next week. My wife and I are going to take some time off, so this show is not going to be live. But what I have done with all of my uh, co-hosts, we have gone and pre-taped our favorite WrestleMania, and we break it down. So we, next week you have WrestleMania 4. I have one co-host whose favorite WrestleMania was 36. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was really happy to have something to watch during okay. the day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. a really long episode, so it's a double one, double feature on Friday next week. So. Man, you, you Ryan, I love I love doing. I like uh, if you ever do it on the old NWA from like okay. eighty four to eighty nine, you call me, buddy. I watch I, those all the time. Anyway, I'm, I'm, or super clashes, do we'll do it. We'll do it, Ryan. <laughs> you you tell me the event, and we're going to do it. <laughs> Starcade Starcade eighty six or eighty eight, freaking great. All right, we'll, we'll 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 do it. We'll do it. Sounds good. That's been our show. Anything else, my friend? No, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Ryan, you just, you've been a joy. Can't wait to see you. The St. Lucie showdown. Hopefully anniversary. My dogs are excited for you, too. So thank you again. Yeah, I will be at St. Lucie showdown. I will be at the anniversary show. Um, and I will probably be watching Hardcore Cup live from awesome. from uh, Orlando, where we're going. Awesome. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>